possessor calls herself an elite assassin, but she can't even kill Sean Bean. This is the first ever <laughs> Patreon request for us. Let's go. <laughs> what a fucking noob. Very exciting times. Big fucking noob. But hey, everybody, welcome to Spoilers. If you're a big fucking noob to Spoilers, this is the first time we've done this. One of our loyal listeners liked us so much, he became a patron. And Nick M., uh, picked the possessor for us to spoil tonight. So, and he also had an opening question. Uh, he was at the what, what level is that? Real human being level? Does anyone Let know? Let me check that. It's above staunch. Yeah, it's like staunch, <laughs> real human being, like preserved. Maybe the preserved. I think level, he was preserved. I want to say Nick was preserved. I think so. At the uh, real human being level and above, you do get a uh, movie request. Nick is one of those, and he also gets an opening question. So we'll go. East to East, since we have no trivia order tonight. So starting with our friend Kylo Corey. Uh, Nick's question to all of us. If you guys could use this technology, meaning the technology from the professor, however you want to benefit yourself or the world, how would you? Three question marks. Corey, we'll start with you. <laughs> the technology from the professor, like the nutty professor? <laughs> oh, the possessor. <laughs> I can make myself skinny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that too. Well, uh... For those that don't know, there is technology in this movie that allows you to enter another person's body. And as Stevie talked about before the podcast, it's very it's very murderous technology, this. It really but this is. is Corey, recording out of Simi Valley, California, also known as Kylo Ren Memes. I, I had some trouble figuring out an answer to this question, but the best thing I could think is using it for some kind of police training mm. where a cop has to enter a civilian's body and be confronted by a police officer and so they can see things from that perspective preferably in the shoes of someone that is maybe in poverty and a person of color i think that would be a good experience to see on the other side but i don't know that's kind of far-fetched and that's not really applicable to me but that's the only thing i could think of very serious answer damn somewhere brett's eyes are rolling out of his head Well, he's not here tonight, is he? He's too scared. Nope. He's too scared. <laughs> too scared of ghouls and potentially spiders. Before we jump to the Midwest, I'll go. Uh, he didn't specify which technology, so I would actually uh, co-opt the vaping technology. There were some pretty cool vape pens. I would just blow the fattest clouds <laughs> of all time. That's what I would do <laughs> with this. But uh, I don't know who's up. Stevie? Are you the Weestus? I have no idea how it works over there. Josh, is all... Co- yeah, maybe I'm Weesus. <laughs> I don't know. I'm horrible at geography. But this is Stevie recording from Elkar. And Nick M is preserved level. He's above the human being. So, let's big go, ups Nick, to Nick M. M. Big up, big up. Love it. Um, Love it. But it's such. Is that Chet Hanks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But, um. Not a Patreon. God, Corey's like the worst person to follow. Was he like actually gave like a really sincere answer? My answer, I don't even want to say my answer anymore. It's so dumb. And like such like a personal like me thing. Um, okay, <laughs> could I enter an animal? I don't see why not. What, what is this, Animorphs? Well, what I, what I would do is I would enter the favorite of the Kentucky Derby and then put my entire life savings on him not to show and then tank as hard as I could. <laughs> and so what it would Brilliant. do is, like, so many people would lose so much money, but also the long shots would have a shot at winning. So that's what I would do. 
Just Marty McFly. Do, do the jockey, man. <laughs> do the jockey. <laughs> you don't need You're the right. horse. You can just do the jockey. You're so right. <laughs> no need to cross over this tech. <laughs> How are you going to off yourself as the horse at the end of it, though? <laughs> Break a leg. Yeah, that's dark. <laughs> Break a leg. <laughs> I'm glad Stevie was able to take it to a similarly serious place as Kylo was at the end of his floor. Good work there. I, I, I didn't know where to go from there. I'm not going to try to up Kylo over that point. Like... I mean, at that point, Brett's eyes would literally have rolled out of his head. So, what was my answer? I think he said there's long, a river. Right? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say there's a river that runs through Elkhart and Goshen and it makes it really complicated. But I think it's Stevie, then me. So, this is Josh from Goshen. <laughs> um, do you mind if I lift the curtain a little bit, Stevie? Sure. Mm. Because we were debating if we should keep doing the movie game with the trivia at the end mm-hmm. or if we should jump into these patreon requests right away mm. and you were like me and pappy were kind of like <laughs> leaning to like just keep doing the movie game and you were like this is a service button paid for son <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying when you order a pizza you expect it on a certain time that's all i'm saying 30 minutes or less Nick M. For the record, Stevie hated your movie pick. Oh by the my way. god, so I liked it. Oh jeez, <laughs> don't jo- don't talk to Josh about pizzas being delivered. He's still he's still crabby about that four hour wait time. <laughs> what? It's happened a couple times. Let's not get into it. <laughs> this is Josh from Goshen. If I were to use this technology, I, I would try to avoid killing the person when I pulled out because um, that's pretty sad. <laughs> Uh, I think I would try to do like a politician that's prominent and try to bring world peace, man. Wow. Oh. Trump. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're listening to this, whoever's president. So Biden, <laughs> Trump, I don't know when you're listening to this. We literally recorded this after the inauguration. <laughs> but after the insurrection. 2024 is coming down the line. <laughs> A man who might be future president of the United States one day. Money, Mikey Tiller, you'd have my vote, but what would you do with the, the magical power of the possessor? Not the professor, the possessor. Uh, <laughs> well, lots of crazy stuff happening in the world of stonks these days. Um, oh, damn. Nick M. Uh, I believe the M stands for murder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, I think what you have to do, you have to possess the body of one of these rich billionaires and give away all your money and then Ooh. just jump off a cliff mm. after that uh, i think that's yeah. pretty much <laughs> the only logical and uh, moral thing to do uh, with the possessor technology that might be the best uh answer in terms of bringing about good to the public that i've heard so far just giving away billionaires <laughs> money then killing them oh i love God. it but last but not least uh Returning to spoilers, Jordan, what would you do with the power of the possessor? Ah, damn. This is Jordan recording from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, I was on the same kind of thought train as Mikey. I would go into each hedge fund manager's brain and figure out which which, uh, stonks were being shorted and then spread that info on Reddit to wreak havoc. (laughs) Um, Insider, insider trading. (laughs) But then I I guess my other one was this is basically just polyjuice potion is what this technology is. So I would probably use it mm. to like sneak into the Slytherin common room and I don't know, fuck shit up there somehow too. Gringotts. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Steal a dragon, you know, all that. Glad that you brought that up too, because at the uh, re- at the um 
rock hard Vigo Mortensen level, uh, you get to re- request a custom series for Spore. So one could pick oh. all of the Harry Potter movies. We do have someone at that level sitting, biding his time, waiting to, to subjugate us to something. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about Nick M's movie. Stevie, you know I kid. I know that you did appreciate a lot about this movie. Let's Before we even get a plot, let's talk about the set and the scenery and the overall feel of the movie. How would you describe The Possessor to someone who hadn't seen it before? What are, the, what are they getting into? It's like cinematography porn. It looks clean. Uh, this movie, I mean, it's so strange to me because it almost has kind of like an 80s vibe to it as far as like colors go and the way some of the shots are and same with some of the dialogue. But every single shot and everything in this film looks extremely clean. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's like a, a sterileness to it that is offset with the um, mm. like the gore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I talked about it on a previous episode. I can't remember which one where I said blood looks really like great on the color white, like on film. And they did that like in the first 10 minutes of this movie, which was blood all over some really nice white sneakers. Josh, you want to take us through that first little mini adventure? It's like one of the movies we always talk about, Drive, Indiana Jones. It's, it's a separate mini adventure to establish that our main character i think her name's tess right is that taz Voss. Taz. yeah they just call her by her last name mostly well let's first say that this is a cronenberg movie no True. not david cronenberg but his son brandon uh we get a lot of the same kind of like body horror gore torture porn it's, stuff oh. that you might expect from a Cronenberg. This one is literally torture porn, this whole movie, but mm. we'll get into that later. So as <laughs> as we get into this first cold open scene, um, we're basically following a woman through a hotel. We get some vibes that maybe like time is weird or that she's like displaced in her mind or something. There's like a slow motion of some water dripping and she walks into this party Everything seems cool. Someone's coaching her how to like treat the VIPs or something. And basically she goes up to the guy at the center of the party and stabs him brutally in the neck. And then again, and then probably like 50, like 50 (laughs) shown times in the torso before like every, this is my question to you guys. No one tries to like, throw her off or save him every single one of these rich people just ditch until like security Mm -hmm. comes (laughs) is that how that would play out to you what are you gonna stop her yeah depends on the person (laughs) what person there's like 200 people in there that person looked like alex jones so in my (laughs) mind it was alex jones (laughs) (laughs) oh depending on the person being stabbed not your personality if you're gonna save her or not Yeah. Speaking of the violence, this might be a good time to mention there are two different cuts of this, an R-rated cut and then the uncut version. Rapid Fire, same order, East to East. Which one did you guys watch, Kylo? The standard. I watched uncut. Stevie? Standard. Josh? Uncut. Mikey? Uh, I, I believe it was just the standard, whatever's on Amazon. Jordan? Uh, same. The Amazon one, I think it's standard. The one on YouTube is uncut. 
Yeah, and it, like it's very proud of being uncut. Like it says, this film has not been modified from its original version on the title screen. <laughs> like it's very <laughs> proud it, of its badassery. Is it called uncut? Like, is that part? Does it say the word uncut? I mean, it's like the yeah, it's like the thing that the horror movies do, right? Like the uncut, like the director's cut, basically. Um, I actually watched both. Uh, not a lot of difference. Just a few extra minutes of violence. Hmm. Is anything bigger and longer? <laughs> is, uh, we see more of a uh, Charlie from Girls penis. Uh, we actually see uh, Mandy wearing it at one point, which is, is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, no, which is ironic. <laughs> I put that in my letterbox review. There's more circumcised penises in the uncut version. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so misleading. Absolutely absurd. Kylo, how did you feel about the violence? Though I don't. I, I we haven't done what Josh would call torture porn movies together. I don't think those are all kind of pre the PK days, pre Kylo. Yeah, any movie where someone dies to Josh is torture porn. <laughs> Hello, it we has Solo, one hundred and twenty days of Sodom. Meet us three. That's and true. That is some torture porn. <laughs> Good point. That was torture porn. That qualifies. I don't know if this one qualifies, Josh. I think there's an argument to be made. It's, it's just terribly violent. Not everything that's terribly violent is necessarily torture porn. This is a movie that is about violence, but uh, man, and I sex. I gotta say, I, I I quite like this style. Like, I I wouldn't classify this with something like Hostel, where it's just doing that for the sake of doing it. This movie is like intense, and as much as I hate this word, gritty in that way. Gritty. Mm. Gritty. Yeah, it's got grit. <laughs> Uh, you know, I would I would compare it to uh, Nicholas Winding Riffin films. Like if you've seen, yes, good call. It's even stylized a lot the same way. Like the Neon Demon, very crazy uh, lighting and effects and stuff like that, and about the same level of violence. Um, uh, just looking at it, you would probably think it's a Riffin movie. I would say. Mm-hmm. And like his movies too, the the violence is intense, but sometimes few and far between. Like the next section of the movie, we we pull out of her being inside Holly's body, the, the woman who who stabbed the lawyer. Uh, Jordan, we get some more big picture, some some exposition, but I, I thought it was well done. Can you can you set us into the world here? What's what's the scam? What is this company doing? What are what are we actually looking at here? What what is the technology from the possessor that we all talked about at the top of the show? Yeah, so they kind of come back to like this lab, and she, the main character, uh, oh, I'm like on the name right now. Woo. Mandy. Tassa? Tessa? Voss. Tassa? Taz. Voss. Taz. She's Mandy. A- yeah, Mandy from Mandy. So oh, Taz, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she like takes off this big like mask thing, and it's like you, they kind of, like you said, they kind of, uh, form this narrative that she's going into people's brains and she's able to like kill people that way. It seems like the company that she's working for is uh, pretty like crooked. Like her next mission when they start talking about it is they're trying to kind of like take over a different company while also Game being stop. hired by like the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's all very, a <laughs> lot, lot, lot of stonks chat here. Um, but yeah, there's, there's like a chemical aspect to it. There's like a, some kind of electrical aspect to it so there's like people that are around her like messing with the levels and stuff and so she's there's 
uh, it seems like there's kind of a battle of like she's kind of losing touch, but she's kind of blaming it on these lab workers that are like messing up the process and all that too. So it's definitely mm-hmm. complicated. Um, I was surprised to read afterwards. I, I don't know if I missed a caption somewhere that it's supposed to be 2008 in like an alternate world, but there's a weird blend of technologies because the cell phones are old, but this is future yeah. tech. Mm-hmm. But like some of the vapes are different, and like the cars are like <laughs> real. The cars are like all from like the 40s. It's like really mm-hmm. weird. Are you so dating this by back the, to the vape tech? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that, that's a circa 2006 and a circa 2014 E385 vape. No fucking way, bro. No, no, mm. no, totally no took way me out of the movie. Those. Yeah, you can't blow those fat of clouds with that old piece of shit. But uh, there's a new scam in town, Money Mike. Uh, we have Colin Tate, Tater, Potatoes, uh, Boil and Mash, or Stick and Mash too. What? What's his deal? What's up with him? Uh, he's a piece of shit boyfriend. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's dating, uh, the daughter of this company that they want to take over. And he, he kind of has like his own problems going on. And so he's like an easy mark for them to like take over the body of, and then kind of incite some violence through him. And I guess we're supposed to to like the the contract that is set up for this assassination is like i i couldn't tell if it was like somebody close to the family or in their own family is that they want the dad and uh his girlfriend taken out so that this next person can take over um i, I think company. it's like a stepson a stepson mm-hmm. wants to like inherit it yeah yeah consider the face of colin tate father deceased Mother estranged, no siblings. Deals cocaine for a few years, then falls in love and becomes engaged to one of his rich clients, Ava Pars. She's the daughter of John Pars, CEO of Zuthru. Zuthru? Data mining. Largest operation outside the US. Head office is local. But our deal is with Reed Pars, John's stepson. Once they're out of the picture, then the the stepson takes over the company and but the the assassination company whatever i can't remember the name of it uh, is called will actually have like real control because they have this blackmail on this guy for trying to set up this assassination contract they'd be in charge of the company uh stevie i know you've seen girls yes right yes uh Christopher Abbott, uh, we talked about him on It Comes at Night. At the time, I hadn't seen Girls. Uh, he plays Charlie in Girls. He actually had a falling out with Lena Dunham over like the the character arc. Like he like he's like in the show a lot, and he like comes in and out for a while. He's like he'll be a CEO one second. He's like literally like a crack addict yeah. like the next season. Like he's all over the place, and he ended up quitting over that. Do you do you see him as the leading man? How did he do in this film? He's Golden Globe nominated at this point, so he's got some. I think he's a great actor. I definitely see him as a leading man. Uh, I thought he did a fantastic job in this movie. It's hard to like, I have to imagine it's hard to act alone in a movie, but also to act like you have someone else in your body or in your brain is like equally yeah. as difficult. So I thought he carried this movie brilliantly. He pulls off yelling really well. I am a fucking giant. <laughs> I'm a I'm fucking giant. giant. <laughs> <laughs> Giant. 
so good. Uh, but so she she uh, links into his body. I think it's called. There's like a, a few funny parts too. Where they're talking about like his IBS, and it like reminded me of you, Stevie. Like, don't drink milk. Don't drink the milk. Problems. Don't drink yeah. it. <laughs> But, but uh, Josh, one of my favorite scenes, not, not so much for what happens plot-wise, because the plot doesn't advance very much, but what we learn about the universe, uh, I don't know the name of the company either, but, but we go into Tate's office. Uh, what, what does the company do? What do we see here? What, what happens in this, in this set piece? Is this when she's talking to the boss about her next like assignment? Or when she's getting like defibrillated or something. Sooth room. I was jumping ahead to when she, when uh, she's in him already and they're in the office. When she is uh, learning about the assignment, though, I, I did skip over. There's this like wall of blood projection scene. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where they're like going over the first murder. Yeah, the boss, who's Jennifer Jason Lee, I think that's her name, is trying to like figure out why things aren't going quite the way they should be going when Voss is like possessing these people. Like she asks her like, why did you stab him? You had a gun. So like you think there's signs early on that like things aren't going quite right with Voss. Like she's having some like physical reactions to taking over bodies. And um, you can tell like it's, it's not working very smoothly for her. That, but yeah, so I guess she she jumps into the body then Josh. Did you want to talk about that? I mean, there were some cool practical effects in, and when she's like linking into his brain. Okay, yeah, sh- yeah, she's linking into his brain and it's kind of like an 80s music video with like clay dripping off <laughs> human body forms. Honestly, it was pretty entertaining. I like that part. But I- I'm not exactly sure what specific scene set you're talking about, Pappy, but I do think this is some of the best parts in the movie for me. It's when we're introduced to Abbott's character and there's this interaction with his girlfriend mm-hmm. and I think he's kind of being like nice, nicer than usual, more thoughtful than usual. And it's just like a really interesting, like maybe slice of society they're looking at here. It's these people that are like kind of drug addled, young yuppie type adults in this fantasy world. And it's kind of interesting just to see what they do. Um, his job is to like go into this VR simulation and describe the blinds and all the scenes mm-hmm. he sees. Yeah, this is what I was he, talking about. Yeah, he's I like love going this. through <laughs> through YouTube videos and like his own. It's not like no, no he's like which ones are the Alexas or something. Yeah, it's not YouTube <laughs> videos. He's hacking into like people's webcams and stuff. Uh, okay. Well, why? I don't. I don't understand. Data what mining. He's doing. They say. Yeah. They're like picking up on like mundane details of things around people's houses so that they can probably sell more shit to them. Mm-hmm. So weird. And it's like he's not just like looking into the camera. Like he puts on these VR goggles and he's in a virtual office. And on the office computer is where he's like hacking into people's lives. So it's like two steps removed. Well, he's got to go through a VPN, Pap. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. F- uh, I don't know, Jordan. Did you like the uh, the scenes in the office? I thought this was a little bit, you know, if you were into the violence, this is at least kind of some universe building stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually did like this, and I was trying to figure out like w- if they're trying to go after like a specific company here, if it's like an Amazon, Google kind of thing. Um, but it seems like kind of an amalgam of all of that, really. Uh, I I agree with Josh though. Like the the idea that you can like take over someone's body and not really know that much else about them and try to like live in a day in their shoes without like getting caught is really interesting to me and i I could have gone through more of that to be honest 
I would have thought they would have found a reason for him to call out of work. Because, yeah. man, trying to, like, talk to all his friends and, like, you know, sit at the right desk and everything, that just seems, like, complicated. Talk about having affairs yeah. at work. <laughs> complicated stuff like that. <laughs> at work where you're actively spying on people and... <laughs> If anyone here has ever changed jobs before, that feeling you have the last week, the last day on the job, it's that, <laughs> except it's the last day of this person's life that you're going to be in. <laughs> so get out of there. You're saying, like, live it up, like, eat really terrible and just, like, be really lazy <laughs> and just really enjoy the body while you still can? Is that what you're Drink getting Drink all at? the milk. All <laughs> the milk. <laughs> I mean, he does frequent a cocaine and vape party a little bit after this. Stevie, we we see some of more of the slice of life Josh was talking about. How do you feel about these these yuppies and uh, coke-addled yuppies, whatever Josh called them, all hanging out together? Are you talking about when he goes back to his apartment? Yeah, and she's all mad at him for like coming home late and stuff, and it's very awkward. I mean... I don't know. I could do without these scenes personally. Too slow? It's, yeah, I could see it. It's a tad great. Yeah. It just seems like filler at a certain point. Um, I, I don't think it was necessary for the story building outside of, I guess, uh, his girlfriend's friend and him had an affair in the past. Uh, so I guess that's a little bit of world building. But beyond that, I mean, I really didn't find these scenes all too necessary. It needed like a cool technology or something to make it more something. It just yeah, it just seemed kind of like it, it brought the movie to a little bit of a halt. And it is, I would say, if there's pacing issues in this movie, this would be one scene that could have afforded to be taken out. But the reason I'm okay with these slower scenes is because we're in the mind of this person. So like, without knowing that this person is possessed, there's not a whole lot going on. But knowing that this person is possessed, I think adds another layer. Like. I'm just trying to like get by in a conversation. <laughs> like these things are, I don't know, they'd be anxiety inducing for me. Like, what do yeah. I say? And then he's like, Hey, nice to meet you. And they're like, yeah, we've met. <laughs> like, oh, or what, what about like, if she's never like done Coke before and he, he's like, Oh, got to do this Coke real quick. And she's trying to like possess him while super <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, Stevie, not everyone can be playing like that star Wars chess game. Dejaric. <laughs> when they're like in the future, like <laughs> although that would be awesome. You're right. Josh, did you just like these scenes because they weren't quote torture porn unquote? Is that why you liked them so much? <laughs> Fucking vape porn. The first shot of the whole movie is like an extreme close up of a scalp with a needle getting shoved into it. Yeah, it, it's cool. It is nice to have a break from that. <laughs> I think Josh's dream movie is like the conversation around this table, except it's two hours long. So there's no torture <laughs> porn whatsoever. That's all Josh wanted from this movie. <laughs> My dinner with Andre and Coke and vapes. <laughs> um, let's jump ahead then to like a more a more exciting scene. The dinner party. This is where the assassination is supposed to go down. Kind of in between all of this, we we get scenes that like you know not all's right with her. She she's starting to see some. I don't even know what you'd call them, like some tracers and stuff in the atmosphere that aren't there. She's having some disassociation, like more so in the uncut version. There's a lot of scenes or a couple scenes more of, of, um, the, of her and him sort of together kind of disassociating, like in like a weird, like ethereal space and stuff. But Mikey, 
Sean Bean, uh, our boy, our boy Boromir, is the uh, the head of this company. What can you describe? What happens here at the dinner party and, and how he treats people uh, generally? This might be one of the hedge fund billionaires that you want to kill. Actually, yeah. uh, <laughs> he he's having this really uh, this really elaborate party or something in his very ugly house, and he's got all of his rich friends there, and he's. His his daughter like warns uh, Tate that like you know my dad's a dick like let's just get through this night we'll have fun or whatever we'll get drunk and then we'll leave and so they eventually make their way over to the dad and he's God he's just the worst he's, <laughs> <laughs> I would like this would be enough to make me question if I really wanted to be in this relationship because this guy is such an asshole it'd be like <laughs> I really gotta see this guy four or five times a year. And put up with his bullshit, but um. Oh shit! It Boromir has become Denethor. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that same exact thing. He just needs a tomato to crunch into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just an asshole to Tate. Like he he got him the job at his company, but his, Tate has like the shittiest job. He's doing all of the grunt work and he treats him like shit, even though he's dating his daughter and. Like, after they have that brief interaction, uh, the daughter is like, I'm going to go get you a drink because that was a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> like, he even puts down he even puts down his own daughter right there. He's like, we were just talking about how our children disappoint us or something. He, we we're just discussing mm-hmm. how our children disappoint us. Daddy? Darling, you brought a boy home with you. Good evening, Mr. Parson. Yes. We were just discussing the psychology of failing as a parent. You start to embrace it, I think, when you realize there's nothing else you can do. He's a super dick. Um, and then uh, Tate kind of goes off and like talks to talks to her handler. Uh, Voss talks to her handler. They try to figure out how to take this guy out. There's a there's one scene in there too i don't know if this is like when tate's drunk or stumbling around or like before that when he's plotting but it's like he somehow winds up in this indoor pool and the camera is like way far in the back corner of the pool room like low in the corner and there's so many like reflections in the room and tate's like way on the far side of the room and like there's like the starry sky i don't know if you guys remember that shot at all it's like Mm. for 40 like four seconds and it's just really really cool looking yeah jordan did you uh, he comes back to get his revenge. D- how did you feel about the death of, or the near death of Sean Bean? Sean Bean doesn't die in this movie. Uh, this was the only part of the like gory stuff that really got to me. Like the violence didn't really bother me that much until he like literally stabbed the uh, fire poker into his mouth and like started twisting it and everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's an interesting scene because he he comes in like after the daughter leaves the room, like the daughter and the and Sean Bean are drinking and kind of like, oh, like, what are you going to do? You got to stay here. You can't go back to that after they get in a fight. Um, and then the and then Tate walks in and he puts his gun on the table and Sean Bean tries to reach for it. And he starts, he almost ne- uh, nearly kills him with the fire poker. Um, I, I don't know how he lived. How did he live? I don't get it. Pretty graphic shot, right, Josh? 
He shoves a fire poker in his mouth a couple of times after beating and stabbing him with it. Many times. And then he takes it for good measure, pokes one of his eyeballs out, and they yeah. show it being squeezed out. And I I wonder, I post to you guys, like, what, what purpose is, like, is this not torture porn? Is it not, really? I think it's a couple things, Josh. Um, I think go. we're learning how much of a sick fuck this Voss character is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Voss could yeah. have just shot him in the back of the head, no questions asked, clean death. I mean, the whole point of the job is to kill Sean Beam, kill the girlfriend, and then kill himself. But mm-hmm. I think Voss like really enjoys like killing people to, like to this degree. She thought about it mm-hmm. during sex. Yeah, exactly. So this Voss character is just out of control. But the murders in this movie, a lot of them, I, they really make you, the viewer, like focus on the brutality of it like they want to make sure it sticks with you i think it's necessary that they have to be that brutal because you think about like the way this movie is shot and how all the scenes unfold everything looks so pristine so if you're gonna Mm -hmm. have like something like murder in a movie like this it better be like an aggressive 100 to like match how the movie looks Mm mm-hmm and I, and I don't think that the purpose of the movie is to, like, indulge even in those moments because there's this whole overarching character thing with her where at the beginning of the movie she's recalling all of these objects, like, this is from this, this is from this. It's like a cognitive test as she comes back, and she feels bad about this butterfly that she killed and mount- mounted when she was a kid. And by the end of the movie, she doesn't even remember that part of compassion. So it's, it's just really kind of showing her descent into ruthlessness. Wow, that's a, that, that's interesting that you noticed that. That's kind of cool. I didn't notice that little tidbit but, but, about that. But Josh is right. That's no, just torture porn. There. Good, good point, Josh. <laughs> yeah, the butterfly is really is really deep. Yeah, she she used to feel guilty. Now she doesn't after Josh, stabbing a guy's eyeball. That point out. is on Wikipedia, and it's such a small line. Like it's uh, I I can't see that as like the whole point of the movie, though. I'm not saying it's the point of the movie, but it's definitely like there's a lot going on in the movie. Yeah, I mean that's. They definitely make a point of that scene, the, of the butterfly scene. Like, Pap, Pap is right. Like, I definitely noticed that the first time I watched it. It was like, she definitely, she's just she's just a shell at that point. She's like Hitman 47. She's no longer a human. She doesn't have any ties to her life or anything anymore because, spoiler, she kills her family in the end. But mm-hmm. now she's like the ultimate assassin. She has <laughs> no ties to anything. And uh, this her handler now has, like, manipulated her so far that now she's just a straight-up assassin. She's just a tool at that point. I think that's really what this movie's trying to say is, if you want to have a really great career, you can't have a family. Fam- you can't be in the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. And family. <laughs> that's what Jordan and I's dad always told me. Like, I couldn't play basketball and football or something. Like, got to concentrate on one. <laughs> You can't have a family and be good at your job. Can't serve two masters. Basically the same thing. (laughs) What I would say, though, to you guys, like overall point, though, is like her killing her family at the end. That's the gut punch that's like earned and I think shows this descent. It doesn't serve like any job sort of assassin purpose to be stabbing out. That's the point. It doesn't serve any purpose. Was it her, though? Good question. It, she didn't kill it her family. Like her boss was driving her to this behavior. She didn't, to some she didn't kill her family. It, 
changes back to Voss as she shoots her son. Yeah, she killed the son for sure. I thought her boss inceptioned her. Like she like got inside of her. Her boss inceptioned the kid. Okay, okay, so that makes sense then. But yeah, she looked rather happy that her family was gone. It's what she always wanted. It's what she's always wanted. I also, I question if she's actually a good assassin. If she, like, I forget, I think, uh, Corey, you said this earlier, but she could have just shot Sean Bean and she instead does not kill him. And because it's like too personal or she's takes too much pleasure in it. So she has to go for the fire poker Here, kill. A, she's a storyteller. She wants she's to make a, a story. Oh, <laughs> all of these, all of these uh, murders that she's performing. She, of course, she could just shoot him in the face. She's an artist. It rhymes. Mikey. She's it an rhymes. Artist. Yeah, of course, she could just <laughs> run up to him and shoot him in the face. But she wants to do it with style. She's she's getting all these multiplier points by doing it with style. <laughs> it's like it's poetry. Combo. That's awesome. <laughs> We've been talking a lot around the boss, Gerder, Jennifer, Jason, Lee, Lay, Lee. Lay? Which one is it? Lee? Not sure. Lee? I think it's Lee. Levi? Lee. <laughs> Stevie, in terms of critical commentary, how do you feel about her performance? Um, I thought she like was awesome in this story for the fact that she was so cold. And even though it's a really vibrant looking story, it's a rather cold story. And so I thought she kind of matched the tone perfectly. And if I was going to picture... Like a boss who would be inside someone's head in a far distance, like talking to you. I think it would be Jennifer Jason Lee, like pulled it off perfect, uh, perfectly. Yeah, I I hate this woman, but that's because she always <laughs> plays like these kinds of characters. And <laughs> Daisy she's really good at it. Mm-hmm. She's good at it, and like she always plays like disgusting, a disgusting person in power, and a lot of her roles. So I thought she did a good job. Am I the only one that gets like serious like Holly Hunter vibes from her in this performance? I don't know if it's just because we just did the spoiler scraps yes. on Succession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, Jordan, yeah, you're with me. Yeah, I see that. Carter. Carter, please respond. Boss, status. Normal. I'm right in the body. What about Melis? Analysis here was inconclusive. It's very strange. Don't sound so worried. I'm one-to-one with the host right now. I can feel it. Completely clear. Uh, I don't want to skip over this, Stevie. You said this is when the movie really gets started for you. So if we're, if we're looping back in the plot, he's done the stabby stab to Sean Bean. He <laughs> shot his girlfriend. Stab. He's going <laughs> over to his, I don't know if you call her, his mistress's house, the girl he's cheating with house. Uh, we find out that he kills her, but Eddie comes over, Stevie. You said this is when the movie really takes off for you. So why don't, why don't you tell the audience about what happens Yeah, here? I mean, this really could have come about like at the 30-minute mark, but two-thirds the, uh, two-thirds the way through this movie, Cousin Eddie comes over, uh, and you think that, you know, he's just, you know, that dipshit co-worker who cheats on his wife, apparently, because he has to. Um but, uh, yeah, he ends up like, no, he works for the evil company that Taz does as well. And he has the single funniest line of the entire movie. Um, when Taz is, like, pleading with him to, like, kill him. Like, before that, he's like, I'm a huge fan, huge fan of your work. You're a great <laughs> storyteller. You know, you're, you're a visual artist with what you do. He's like, will you please kill me? He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm a Christian man. I, I can't do that. <laughs> That's such a great line. But yeah, to find out he was involved, it just, 
it, it took the story in a different direction than where it was going really quickly, and I love that movie for this reason. Kyla, how'd you feel about the scene where it's like flashing red and we see Tate like approaching her and it like flashes back to reality and we just see Tate on the bed? Oh shit. I love that, dude. I love it so much. So I think it's important to to say as well that during this time, Voss and Tate are both fighting for control of Tate's body mm-hmm. because Voss wasn't supposed to be in Tate for that long. Uh, not only that, though, Voss has kind of been losing control the whole time to varying degrees and trying to hide it. Um, but this like mental um, scene where they're like, uh, it's kind of like the reliving Voss's memories and then uh, they have an actual physical struggle, which is not real, I guess is the way to say it. Um, I don't know, I, I love it. I think it's like crazy and it's kind of scary seeing that like Voss mask yes, that Tate is wearing. I love that. And the head crush that becomes the mask. That's such a good effect. It looks so seamless. Mm-hmm. Like I watched it and paused it trying to find the point where it would look bad and it didn't look bad at any point. <laughs> it was really awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we see like Tate kind of getting into the psyche of Voss a little bit. Like, Tate doesn't really know what's going on, just knows that he's been being controlled by someone, and he's starting to get these memories, and that's how it's shown to us, through, like, this mask, and there's a lot of, like, face ripping and weird edits, and at the end of it all, Tate's back in control of his own body, but is really scared and is kind of surrounded by dead bodies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of nepotism in Hollywood it kind, of, it kind of annoys me but probably if your last name is Cronenberg <laughs> you have more leeway to use practical effects and I think the movie is like way better for it Mikey did you love the the face squish and the mask it seemed right up right up your alley yeah all of uh, the practical effects especially the stuff that Josh mentioned in the beginning with the wax like figures I thought looked uh, crazy and awesome and there's a lot of insane lighting going on with all of that stuff happening uh i was hoping he was gonna do that kind of stuff uh given his last name and yeah he he totally did and i think his dad would be proud about what he did because i i thought it looked really cool i I, and it almost had like kind of the same style to like stuff that his dad has done so it's like he's taken like his dad's ideas and then put them uh uh, in a storyline for like today or something. I thought it was cool. Pappy, can I toss a question back at you? Please. So like during these scenes where there's like the, the transformation of going like into a body or scenes like this one that we're talking about where there's like the mental war kind of thing going on. Yeah. Like how would you describe that? Or like what other movies would you compare Ooh. that to for maybe someone that hasn't seen this? Cause I was thinking like, I I was trying to come up with some and it was hard for me, but I was thinking like Jacob's Ladder or even like the, the tunnel scene in Willy Wonka. That's a really good one. <laughs> is it raining? Is it pouring? <laughs> is a hurricane a blowing? I really have no yes. idea. It's tough. Uh, I was trying to use that to think of movies. It's I don't know. It's almost like... I'm not. I don't know if I can think of a good movie. Stevie, maybe Stevie can help me out here, but I would say it's like it's almost borderline like epilepsy inducing stuff at times like this is like one of like the most like stroby yeah. movies not that it's always necessarily um but it, it's very I, I i don't know very dreamlike aesthetic like you, you can probably fill in the dots i mean stevie you, any comparisons jump to mind for you um 
I like tough. that Willy. That's a good question. I like that Willy Wonka uh, reference a lot. It reminds me of that. And the same with Jacob's Ladder too, and also with like the lens flares that pop off in this movie as well. It's almost like J.J. Abrams was behind the camera at times. Um, mm, yeah. So, yeah, I I definitely understand like the, especially the Willy Wonka tunnel scene. That makes perfect sense. What that looks like. Maybe Purple Rain when he's freaking out uh, when his dad almost commits suicide. There's a little bit of that in there. I'm looking at my Blu-rays right now. I'm trying to find anything <laughs> for inspiration. Uh, natural Born Killers also. Natural Born comes Killers for sure. Speaking of Natural Born Killers, that's kind of our our protagonist, the Possessor, and she and Tater are getting their lines very blurred now. It's it's Mandy uh, and Tater sort of mixing together. Jordan. Uh, this is where the lines with her home life start to blur into the story as well. What it's kind of the final scene. You don't have to take us all the way home, but like set us up here. What, what happens uh, as, as Tate starts to sort of stalk her family, basically. Yeah. He's able to like find his way to her. Uh, would you call it like her estranged husband's townhouse or whatever? Um, and she like, or he like creepily meets her son outside and, uh, it's it's very strange, and there's like a uh, an encounter inside where they end up all killing each other. But I don't know. I was I I wasn't as into the the strobiness and the I I had a difficult time with like actually ascertaining what was going on in those scenes. I I don't want to have to be told everything, but it was a weird way to get across like oh he knows all about her life and he can track down this random ass house from what like four four seconds of strobe lights i guess i don't know it was a it it didn't quite make it for me uh i thought of a movie kylo tim burton's 2019 dumbo a lot of shades of that (laughs) in this okay uh is that in your blu-ray stack right there no but the other dumbo is and then i always think of tim burton's dumbo first whenever i think dumbo but steve you're a big dumbo about a jordan movie stigmata stigmata do you mind if I expand upon Jordan's scene a little bit? Please expand. Because I ha- I have a little bit of a theory about this. Because, like, by all means, how they show her husband and kid is, like, her husband's a really good guy. Yeah. Good job. Loves his son. It loves his wife. He tries to get her back, like, every chance he can get. And <laughs> so this is kind of an out there theory. But this is, like, to me, Brian Cronen. Berg's version of what like think like the staunchest most conservative like person thinking about their wife possibly being like seduced away from them into like an LGBT or LGBTQ lifestyle or something. <laughs> what are you talking about? I am so confused about? right now. The, the LGPD Start start the over. No, start what are, over. what are you saying? Okay. I th- Do you mean cuz like the trans aspect? Yes. I think there's something to no. her going to a male body. There's scenes of her having sex with her husband where Maybe. she's like looking bored off into space. Like she needs more. So this is like I'm not saying let's like any sort of good dream. This is just like Cronenberg taking like that worst nightmare scenario and like twisting it in a bunch of different ways. But I like the whole scene that we've been talking about is like, she goes back and brutally murders her husband and son who love her. And she's not a person at that point anymore. She's just 
an assassin. She's a tool at that point. She's no one's hired to kill her son and kid. Like, I I disagree. I think I think the person that she, what's her name, Sarah Jessica Parker Lee, Jennifer Jason <laughs> Lee. I think yep. Girder <laughs> is like priming her to like get dirtier lose your personal life she talks about like that thread from your previous life you need to cut away and i think this is like her descent this is like her completing her sith training basically (laughs) to kill her son and husband and become like this terrible yeah stevie what are your thoughts on josh's theory i'm so confused by what josh was even trying (laughs) to say in the beginning of that like he eventually got clear with it, but I felt like the uh, the principal and Billy Madison for a second. I was so confused. <laughs> principal Anderson? I The revolting I blood. earned zero points. God has mercy on my soul. Yeah, I award you zero points. I, I mean, I guess if you're really reaching for it, that makes sense. Um, What's the first thing she does when she gets in the male body? Looks at her wiener. It's sexual. Like, there's a sexual thread. It's a sexual nightmare. Gosh, if you're imported into a woman's body, you're not going to check out your it's junk? It's one example of many I could point out, but I just think there's a sexual element to it that there's, like, a deeper... There's a deeper dive going on here. I'll say... I really do think. I'll say this. I did. Wa- I watched both versions, right? I watched the uncut and the R-rated one. In the uncut, when Tate and his girlfriend are having sex, like... There's a much more full-on shot of Tate's erect penis. Maybe that's what you're picking up on, Josh. Did that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that says it all, really. <laughs> if you stare into the pee hole, you'll understand. <laughs> well, she's very into having sex as a man with this true. girlfriend. That is true. Way more into it than with her husband, which is. But that could also just be. More towards she's into she, being yeah, in she someone has else's to body. Act. Like, yeah. She does have to act. She can't give away that she's off like through the whole time she's in this relationship with Ava. Isn't she on a coke right then too? She has to do coke. She has to do the stupid last day of her job. She has to have <laughs> sex. Like just put a time out. Call off sick, <laughs> man. Got a fever. Great day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're almost on our last point here for spoilers, but there is a a uh, massacre at the end of this movie. Kylo, um, do you want to take us through what happens here <laughs> with the family? Oof. Okay, so <laughs> Tate does go to uh, Voss's place, I think, trying to just put together like the memories. Like He's a little unclear about what's going on. He knows there's someone else, and uh, he's just trying to find answers, but... He, he kind of breaks in, pulls a gun on the separated husband and demands Voss to reveal herself. And Voss does. It, again, you get the idea that this is, you know, a lot of it in the head. They kind of have a conversation where he just wants to know what's going on for Voss to fix whatever happened. And, uh, of course, a fight breaks out and there is a very brutal murder. Basically, Tate picks up um what is it a meat cleaver mm-hmm. and just mm. hacks the fuck away at the husband <laughs> and you get the idea while this is happening that Voss wanted it to happen too yes and you guys think that's Tate doing that but that's clearly Voss's like MO here I think Tate is doing it 
but Voss is letting it happen. Also wants it. I think they're both doing it in a way. If that makes sense, Josh. They've become one. But what is her motivation to kill them? To completely just yeah, she I guess that'd be my easy question. She loves she's her job. She's been in this machine so many times. She's lost, and she's lost she's, all of her brain function. Yeah, she's not human anymore. She's like lost her humanity. She has to practice saying like "I'm hungry," like before going to talk to him. She has to practice that, so I, she feels like out of place pretty much everywhere. It seems so. I can get why she would have like resentment there, but. But that shit's so weird with like the looping dialogue because like at that when she's practicing saying I'm hungry she's like oh what have you got there and that's something that Tate says way later in the movie yeah. in the same spot which I didn't I didn't understand like what the fuck that would even <laughs> what that was supposed to be she's exactly like Vision from WandaVision have to pretend that she's hungry it's a real tough life out there check out our <laughs> Wanda Vision podcast but yeah I mean that's there's a massacre we mentioned it Jennifer Jason. Lee occupies the body of her son. She stabs Tate, uh, who is also uh, Mandy, who now shoots. This is getting very confusing, but who now shoots <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee as the son. Uh, and we wake up back in the sort of mission control room. And, and like we alluded to earlier, there's been some, some um, I don't know, what would you call it, Mikey? Deterioration of her. She's not, she's losing her herself more and more now. Yeah, I mean, she's just, now she has no ties to anything or anybody. She's just, she has nothing else but this company and Jennifer Jason Lee. So it's like, whenever they're doing this test afterwards, she's like, doesn't feel guilty about the butterfly that she killed as a girl. It's like, well, that was the final straw. That was, that was kind of like the litmus test of determining how much humanity this person had left. And you can see the satisfaction on Gerter's face when she's like, she doesn't mention that she has guilt over it. So it's like that. It was like almost like Greta was gaslighting her to do this the whole time. And that was like the end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That because like, she does mention a couple of times too, that like she seems disappointed that they're not separated or that they're still talking, even though they're separated. Like she definitely wanted to get rid of the family for a lot of reasons. Steve, did you pick up on that at all? That was like a subplot there, almost a twist. Oh yeah. That was like from the very beginning, like, I mean, this almost just seems like practice for her to become like the ultimate assassin, which mm-hmm. I think we it kind of brought up in Predestination, like no ties to anything whatsoever makes the perfect assassin. So, yeah, that was definitely involved. That's so fun. I got so many Predestination vibes, especially yes. like in that control room, like 100 percent. I was thinking that the whole time. But that's. That's Possessor. That's our first Patreon request. I had two final thoughts. One of them was Dong, so I will erase that. We covered that. So I have one final thought, but do you guys have anything else that you you wanted to talk about uh, in Possessor? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I got one. The the part I don't understand, really, the one thing, is that Voss did not complete the mission, which involved (laughs) primarily killing Sean Bean. And they do tell us at one point that he lived but he was mm-hmm. in critical condition or whatever. So I don't know if the implication is that he he eventually died, um, but we, the audience, never have assurance that she completed the task, and they stress how important that particular mission was. Did you almost get the sense that Sean Bean, part of the stipulation was that he can't actually die in the movie as oh part of his God. contract? He's just tired of the meme. Just to throw you off yeah. because he <laughs> dies and everything else. He's fed up, yeah. 
or he was cast so yeah you would expect him to die so it'd be an extra shock when you hear on the news that yeah. he's still breathing he's the only actor in the whole fucking world where it's a twist that he lives off screen you're like shocked <laughs> by that <laughs> Well, we do we do see him like for a brief second, like later after he's all fucked up, he's like sitting in a wheelchair. I can't remember if like yeah, with like an eye patch. Yeah, <laughs> does Tate go and kill him right there? I, he like uh, looks up at somebody. I can't remember what happens. It was only for like five seconds. I don't. I, can't. I think it was in the mind at that point. Like it was oh, okay, a projection or a memory or both, a dream. Yeah, that's that's the vibe. I got two. Uh, my my last final thought, actually, Steve, this is going to be towards you because you you've been on all of these movies and you've seen all these movies, and I didn't I didn't do enough research. I understand that there's a lot of um, production overlap between Mandy, Color Out of Space, and this, but they're they're all they all are similar in the sense that it's cinematography and they all feel much longer than they are when, when you're watching them. Do you? Do you pick up on that? And there's like kind of like some similarities, vibes between these like indie movies that are coming out recently. Yeah, they definitely feel their length. Um, and I mean, as far as like cinematography goes between the three movies, even like I know Kylo hates the word gritty, but even in the gritty segments of it, they still look really pretty. Um, and I like the way the camera work works between the three movies. They do a lot of out of focus and focus shots. Um, and I mean, I guess you could say, I'll put it this way. Even if they don't throw a fortune at these movies, even if, you know, they're considered low budget by today's standards, they still look incredible mm-hmm. for, you know, being a quote unquote indie film. Kylo, do you like this style of filmmaking? Absolutely. Um, it, it, it really just sucks me in right away. And I, I don't know like what name to give this style, but if I if there was a name for it, I would say it's my favorite style. <laughs> um, I know that sounds very amateurish, and forgive me, I'm not exactly a a film expert. I'm pretty much a layman. Slow, but <laughs> pretty, and bloody, or something like that. Like we could come up with something. Yes, and uh, you know the the bright lights that come in, like the the, the very saturated colors, and that just hectic editing style that occurs that I think occurs at the right time to tell you a certain thing is happening. I just like all that. Well, well, let's jump into it then. Now, you may have hinted, tipped your hand a little bit there. Let's do yes or no's. We to east again. We'll go right back at you, Kylo. For sure. Uh, despite everything I said, it's a no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, it's obviously yes. I, I do like this movie a lot. I haven't been hiding it. This is... Uh, my kind of modern movie for sure. Um, if I'm not watching Hook, then I'm watching this. Nice. <laughs> uh, that's not necessarily true, but um, I, I do like these like more dark movies, and uh, I don't say that to just try to be like an edge lord or whatever. But for, they, for some reason, they um, they hit a certain point in my brain that really just piques my interest when something is just like super outlandish like this, and it's a. Uh, I thought it was a gripping and thrilling story, and I love the style. Uh, I'll I'll go really quick. Uh, hard yes for me too. Uh, love the cinematography. Love the style. Not for everybody. Clearly, that's probably what we're good about to hear as we head to the Midwest. But I, the violence isn't. 
overdone or you know isn't done in a way that's distasteful to me at all i, I think it's awesome and i think that the way the violence looks is actually really really cool and the way that's like presented against this like beautiful cinematography and opulence sometimes with like the really rich people is great so hard yes for me uh heading further east uh kylo mentioned hook a uh, man who's a big fan of hook stevie are you a big fan of possessor um before i answer that <clears throat> i'll say this another what this movie also reminds me of remember that movie that you and i did pap called the perfection about the violinist yeah, with one yeah, arm yeah 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 good point this with reminds the, me of this yeah. like mm-hmm. that reminds me of this with the cinematography at least and the bright colors and how clean everything looked um i will give this a hard yes i know i said that the movie really didn't start like the 80th minute when we find out that cousin eddie you know was a part of it the entire time but (laughs) i think there's potential for a series that would be better than this movie um yes i think Hmm. 10 completely unrelated episodes revolving around this idea would be brilliant so i hope Mm -hmm. that brandon cronenberg eventually gets the opportunity to do that because i think 10 half hour one hour stories would just be a masterpiece with this idea and how it looks um love the colors love the acting i think uh, what's his name pap chris abbott Yep, Chris Abbott. I think he is a, I mean, if he's not already leading me, I think he's a future serious leading man. So I will give this a hard yes. Typical spoilers uh, pushing for uh, episodic TV, not serial TV. We always just want everything to be self-contained episodes. <sighs> Every show would be love. better. It's what I love. <laughs> Every show would be better be, for the self I just want to be over with. <laughs> <laughs> I want short stories. Uh, Josh, I think you're, you're next. A man who's a fan of short stories i don't know hello i do like short stories but this is josh from goshen uh i can't believe we haven't mentioned jake gyllenhaal's source code in this pod yet get a lot of those vibes from this as well but another thing that really uh, irks me about you guys is that you go to the ends of the earth y'all are going to extreme means to explain away like the violence but there's equal amount of sex in this movie. And so if that's not torture porn, are you guys at least admitting that that's just porn porn I, on the other flip of the coin? I, there's some bags. There's I'm some bags. I'm not such a prude that I need to explain away sex or violence in my movie. I need to explain why there's not more sex or violence in my movies, frankly. <laughs> Josh, have you ever seen porn? So this just goes back to like Quentin Tarantino screaming at that one like pundit. Because it's so fucking fun, Fran. Right. I reject so. your hypothesis. <laughs> uh, the thing is, sex is a part of normal everyday life, and hyperviolence is not. Uh, so that might have something to do with it. Yep, jumping into someone else's body and having sex with a stranger is something I do on the daily. But I, also, just to go deeper, I, I've seen this like possessor zombie thing done better with K.A. Applegate's Yerks from Animorphs and and (laughs) Deep Cut. Season 2 Episode 7 of Clone Wars Legacy of Terror, we find out that Geonosan Queen actually inserts worms and controls and possesses people. Uh, A lot of this is just jokey, guys. I I actually (laughs) think there's enough 
original stuff shit that I haven't seen before, especially with like the soul fighting that we get to see. This movie put me on edge enough. It did piss me off a little to watch, but <laughs> I'll give it a very soft yes after all that, guys. Wow. What a roller coaster. We bullied him into it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mikey, will you keep the yes train a rolling? Yes, of course. It's a hard yes. Uh, it's super stylish. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna try to give it a name for the genre. I'm gonna call it neon, neon violence or something. Yes. Neon violence or something. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're if you're Chill like wave. A, if you if you're like a fan of like Wending Riffin movies, like this is right up your alley because it reminded me so much of like Only God Forgives and like the way that it's shot and the lighting and stuff like that, and also the the bare amount of violence, but the violence that is there is extremely brutal so i think uh there's a lot of influence there but i liked it a lot i like the practical effects i like the story um yeah i think the, my only complaint is that in the middle it does get pretty slow maybe we could have seen some like other contracts being fulfilled by this assassination group or something but i think it, i think it probably would be a better tv show honestly like it, it would probably be a pretty kick-ass TV show, but it was a great movie. I've, I don't know, one of my one of my favorites that I've seen recently. So I'll give it a rock hard yes. Nice, and you know, I it really makes me happy to be able to do this podcast tonight. And, and you know, this group of people, we, we miss Brett, but everyone you know, sort of has their role on the podcast. Jordan, you know your role <laughs> on the <laughs> podcast, so why don't you just go ahead and, and do that now? <laughs> that, that role. Yes. <laughs> Back for the Patreon. The train's coming. The no train. Wow. Uh, yeah, so the train is coming to a halt. No, I. it's it's going to be a soft no. I. I. You guys made me yes. like that train the movie and reflect on it a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> After a bit more reflection, it's not as... Uh, when the movie ended, I did not like it. And I've had some time now. I I do agree with what you guys said. It's well made. the The violence doesn't bother me, nor does the sex. Um, it it does have like some Black Mirror vibes, mm. and I was almost saying like it would be better cut down to like an hour. But then Stevie said make it a series, and I think that would be brilliant. I think that's a great great idea. Um, but I, the movie just didn't really do it for me i felt there were some some jumps that were taken some of the strobe stuff does bother me even more than like the violence weirdly um yeah i i, I don't know there were there were some pieces that i wanted kind of filled i wanted to see more about uh the psychology behind some of it i guess um but not bad a soft no a, a, a vigo flaccid no but a no nonetheless okay so so far that makes one no one two three four five yeses but this this boys this is a patreon request so we're not done we have yes. last but not least nick m's yes or no and if you want to be cool like nick m we do have a little <laughs> bit of a background it's just five dollars the price will go up eventually <laughs> soon but for now it's just five dollars to commission an episode and we'll read your yes or no and do it any movie ever made that you want us to review uh but here it is uh nick nick m's yes or no okay just finished it i liked the concept and the execution the cinematography was really cool especially the transitions between her and colin i hope that the suggested ads don't work that way matrix meets inception meets history of violence it's a 
Yes, dog for me. Perfect review. <laughs> nice. I will say that spoilers yeah. does work that way. If you masturbate while you listen to spoilers, we can see you doing that. Please stop. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> please, please do check out our Patreon. It, it's if you can't afford it, no big deal. Another great way to support us is leaving us an iTunes review. Spoiler man will tell you how to do that. If you don't have an iPhone, go to our YouTube. We're struggling there. Give us a like. Watch a couple of our videos. Subscribe. That would be amazing. But other ways you can support us, Spoiler Man will tell you about right now. Take us away, Spoiler Man. Special thank you to our patrons, Nick, Druid King, Brother Brian. If you would like to help spoilers continue to make podcasts, please consider going to patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. going off at the end. We got two Animorph references in there. That was spoilers.